The Public News Service Daily Newscast, May the 24th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. First to Maryland, where the Democratic Party is asking that the state be considered for an early primary for the 2024 presidential election. The party has submitted a letter of intent as a potential early primary state to the Democratic National Committee. Maryland Democratic Party Chair Yvette Lewis says, as a state with suburban, urban, and rural communities, she sees it as America in miniature. It's also now the most diverse state on the East Coast, according to U.S. Census data. Lewis adds that Maryland's compactness gives it a leg up in being more accessible for candidates. Traveling to a state that has 99 counties, for example, like Iowa does, gets to be costly. It's time-consuming, and it requires quite a bit of resources. That won't be the case here in Maryland because you can get to each one of our jurisdictions relatively easy. The DNC approved a plan in April for selecting up to five states to vote in the early primary months. Some of the others vying for a spot include Colorado, Connecticut, and Delaware. A decision is expected to come later this summer. I'm Emily Scott. States that currently hold early caucuses and primaries include Iowa, Nevada, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. Maryland's 22 primary election is July the 19th, with early voting starting on July 7th. And while lawmakers in many states have introduced legislation to roll back LGBTQ plus rights within their borders, New Mexico is not one of them, and advocates want to keep it that way. Equality New Mexico has released its preferred list of candidates for the June 7th primary election. Executive Director Marshall Martinez says people running for office are asked to complete an extensive questionnaire before receiving an endorsement. And with more and more attacks on gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender people, Martinez says complacency isn't an option. And we had some of those attacks in our session. We defeated them, but we have to keep working to keep electing the leaders that are going to defend us from those attacks when they come. New Mexico is one of eight states to pass pro-equality measures in the past few years. I'm Roz Brown. Now from CNN, President Joe Biden said Monday the U.S. would intervene militarily if China attempts to take Taiwan by force, a warning that appeared to deviate from the deliberate ambiguity traditionally held by Washington. CNN reports the White House quickly downplayed the comments, saying they don't reflect and change in U.S. policy. It is the third time in recent months that Biden has said the U.S. would protect Taiwan from a Chinese attack, only to have the White House walk back those remarks. This is PNS. The Food for All campaign is calling on Governor Gavin Newsom to expand access to food assistance to all undocumented Californians when he submits his final budget proposal in the next few weeks. In January and in his latest revision in May, Newsom proposed opening up CalFresh and the California Food Assistance Program to all people over age 55 who qualify. But the state Senate's budget blueprint would eliminate that age restriction. Betsabel Estudillo with Nourish California estimates the change would allow up to 840,000 people to apply for benefits, costing the state an estimated $548 million a year. We're asking the governor to make a full investment so that people are not going hungry and that all immigrants have access to our nutrition safety net. Opponents say the money is better spent on other priorities. I'm Suzanne Potter. New York City students in insecure housing situations continue to have alarmingly low attendance rates, 
heightened by the pandemic. Last October, students living in shelters had an overall attendance rate of about 79%. That's about 11 percentage points lower than students with permanent housing. Jennifer Pringle is with the group Advocates for Children of New York. They're just out with a new policy brief on the issue. If you want to break the cycle of homelessness, we have to make sure that our young people right now who are experiencing homelessness get an education because students who don't have a high school diploma are four and a half times more likely to experience homelessness as an adult. Youth advocates say city officials should direct federal relief dollars to better support these students. The October numbers reflect a return to full-time in-person instruction for New York City students. Finally, Lily Bolke tells us with that leaked draft opinion indicating the U.S. Supreme Court intends to overturn the Roe v. Wade decision, Ms. Magazine has relaunched a petition from before the case was initially decided called We Have Had Abortions. It's been nearly 50 years since the landmark decision guaranteed a person's right to an abortion, and Kathy Spiller, Ms. Executive Editor, says the petition started a trend of speaking up rather than being ashamed and keeping abortion secret. She says it's time that women have a chance to speak out again, as they did in 1972. Two generations have grown up in this period not knowing that before 1973, thousands of women died or were injured permanently from back alley abortion. And many women's lives took a turn that they had not anticipated, being forced to complete a pregnancy they didn't want. The petition is at MsMagazine.com. This story produced with original reporting by Ms. Editors. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported, heard on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.